Welcome to DustinsTravels.com, your home to fun, exciting travel adventures. And now your host, Dustin Saidi. All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Dustin here with Karina. Hi, everyone. And today we're going to talk about three weeks in Spain. So if you have the fortunate blessing of going for three weeks to Spain, we're going to deep dive into kind of where to go, what to do. Um, It'll actually be kind of more of an overview episode, and then we'll go more in depth into each area um, in later episodes. Um, How does that sound? Perfect. Let's do it. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah. So we start in Madrid. Oh, okay. So actually, let's start here. So when we were doing research, we did, so Karina is a teacher, so she has summers off, and I have my own business, so I can, you know, dictate my own vacation. Um, but when we were doing research, and we wanted to go to Spain for about three to four weeks, and we did a lot of research to try to figure out where exactly we wanted to go. Right. And we thought for sure we'd be able to see all of Spain in, you know, three and a half, four weeks. That's a long time to be in one country. And we, want, we like to do deep dives into mm-hmm. one country only to try to really ingrain ourselves in the culture there. Obviously, you can do a lot in Europe within three and a half to four weeks. Right. But we wanted to be specifically in Spain for that time. And yeah. I thought, and we both thought, I think we we're going to be able to see all of Spain. But the more we researched and the more we looked into it, we realized even with like four weeks, we can't, yeah. we can barely see half of and Spain. And I think that's true for every country you want to go to, you know, unless it's like a really small island or something like that. Each country has so many cities, so many places to go see, and even though three weeks, three and a half weeks is a long time, it's still, it's not enough to really immerse yourself in every single, because for example, there were a few cities that I really wanted to see more of, but we just didn't have the time. So um, yeah, hopefully this, this podcast will help you decide what to do in Spain. Yeah, and it seems like no matter how much time you have, there's always not enough time. I even feel like if we went six months to Spain, potentially that's not enough time. You know what I mean? Um, So what we decided to do, so should we tell them about all the options and potential options? Let's just say what we did and then what we missed. Okay. So what we decided to do is sort of break Spain into northern Spain and southern Spain. Mm -hmm. So we actually did not even see southern Spain at all. Anything south of Madrid... We did did not not go. What were some of the cities that they're on our list to go at a future time? What are some of those cities? And we really want to do a a deeper traveling time throughout the southern Spain. But some of those places would be like Sevilla, Seville, or Granada, or Cordoba, um, Malaga, Costa del Sol. So there are so many places down in the south that are really, really beautiful and have a lot of history. Uh, but we just want to do that at another time with enough enough time to see those places. So we decided to stay in Madrid, which is where we flew into, and then see other cities in the north. Right. So all those cities she named, we're not going to go into in this episode, but know that those would be great things to see and places to see. Um, and we are perhaps going to do a southern Spain, maybe a Portugal trip, southern yeah. Spain, something like that. Okay, so let's talk about where we did go. So... I'm just going to name off where we went mm-hmm. everywhere first and then kind of how much time maybe in yeah. each area if people want to go. So we flew into Madrid, as you right. said, and that's a great place to fly into because most international flights yeah, go there. Yeah, you will go there regardless. And it's a great place to kick off um, for, for a kickoff point. Um, how many days would you recommend in Madrid? 
So we stayed th- three days, um, or more like three and a half days. And we actually stayed, I think, five nights. Five nights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. but we did a combination of Madrid as well as other neighboring cities, which are really, really beautiful. And there were many other cities that we didn't get to see, like Toledo or Alcalá de Henares, which are about an hour or two hours away from Madrid. But yeah, just know that there are many beautiful places around Madrid that you can go to. But for sure, Madrid itself needs about two to three days, perhaps. Um, It depends how much you really want to see it and how much you want to do. For example, if you want to do several museums, I love museums and it takes me about half a day to really see everything I want to see and take notes and really like capture the spirit. So if you want to do the beautiful museums like Reina Sofia or El Prado, for example, it will take you a couple of hours and that's, you know, considering that you have limited time yeah for sure you need two full days in madrid probably a third one if you want to see some other things and not feel too rushed but then what's great about madrid it's a great leaping point to other cities and so there are there are two cities that we went to that Mm -hmm. highly recommend one Mm -hmm. is segovia which was i know one of your favorites yeah i loved it what segovia is famous for is a is a giant roman aqueduct that's still intact two thousand years later um, and then there's also Salamanca, and Salamanca is also a beautiful city, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, rich history in that yeah, place exactly. as well. One of, I believe the oldest university in Spain is located in Salamanca. Yeah, and those are, those are both easy day trips um, mm-hmm. outside of Madrid. Definitely. You, if you have extra time, I do recommend you can spend a couple days in Segovia. It's this nice, small town mm-hmm. where you can sleep there, mm-hmm. even in Salamanca as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but if you're sort of, you know... It's definitely to... doable in one day. However, you want to really see it more than, you know, spend at least one night. Yeah. And same with Toledo as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so Madrid, two full days in Madrid, maybe three days in these other areas. One day Salamanca, one day Segovia, one day Toledo. And you mentioned another city? Um, Alcalá de Henares, which is actually the birthplace of Miguel de Cervantes, who is probably the most renowned writer in Spain back in the 1500s. So if you want the full Madrid experience, probably going to need six nights there, and three of those are in Madrid, and then three mm-hmm. of them are outside. Yeah. So that takes up a whole week right yeah. Um Then what we did after that, and what we what we decided to do is fly to the islands. Right. And I was shocked how actually many people don't really know about these islands. They don't go out there. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest island that people go to is Ibiza. You know, that's the big party scene in Spain. Um internationally known for the parties and the clubs and everything but um i think spaniards really don't care about ibiza that's more like a party scene for international people they love menorca and mallorca which are also on the east coast of spain yeah so there's these three major islands over there ibiza which is probably the most well known because it's that party island then there's my yeah mallorca and menorca are absolutely um Beautiful islands. Yeah. And if so if you're like single and you just want to party, you probably go to Ibiza. Mm-hmm. But if you want to see some culture, beautiful beaches, great sightseeing, and really rich history. Very rich history. You yeah. want to go to Mallorca and Menorca yeah. Islands. And the reason why we went to the islands right after Madrid was because we wanted to see a festival. That's really the only reason why we went there right away. Yeah, and we'll go deep dive into Mallorca or Menor- mm-hmm. and Menorca later. But um Menorca has this saint uh, St. Joan Festival. It's on June 23rd and 24th mm-hmm. um, every single year. And it's it's such a very unique, amazing thing. Yeah. So if you're going to be in Spain, 
or at the end of June, June 23rd, 24th, it's those very specific days, then make sure you head out to yeah. Menorca Island. You feel like you're seeing something from the Middle Ages, you know, the jousts with horses, and it's really beautiful. Um, so definitely recommend the island. Yeah, and how much time out there? So we did Menorca in only one day, I believe. We stayed there just one night because we really just wanted to see the festival. I think if you stay two nights, that's enough time because it is the smaller island. Um, and it, you should get a car too, though, by the way, because it's not very walkable. Yeah, and um, so we spent three nights on Mallorca, and Mallorca is one of those places where... And Mallorca is the next island sort of uh, close to Menorca, but you need to either fly or take a, take a boat. A boat right? right, yeah. So Mallorca is the sort of big sister mm -hmm. of Menorca. Yeah. And to be honest with you, we probably would not have even gone to Menorca um, if it hadn't been for the festival. So I don't know, if you're not going there during that June 23rd, 24th time period and you're not going to see the festival, you probably could skip it because Mallorca is just as beautiful, yeah. if not more beautiful, more bigger, richer. More things to do. Yeah, more things to do. Um, and I think a richer culture there as well. Yeah. Um, so we spent three nights in Mallorca. Easily could have spent six months there. Oh my God, it's beautiful. And even though it's a small island, it's really, like, it, it's big, you know? Like, especially if you want to get to all the beaches, the whole coast, it's definitely not something that you can do in one day, for sure. Yeah, one million people actually live on the island, but you yeah. don't, it doesn't feel crowded at all. No, not at all. And the city, the city center is gorgeous. It's such a beautiful city, and... It has a lot of life and a lot of character. Yeah. So if you're going over there and you've got like two or three nights, don't do less than two nights in Mallorca. Yeah. You could easily do four to five nights. Um, if you kind of want a shorter trip, maybe four nights would be good. But again, that place you could easily spend six months. We yeah. flagged that as a place, actually, if we wanted to stand, yeah. spend somewhere for six months as a place for us yeah. to go. And also that's a place to rent a car because you want to see the, the, the beaches. It's, they're gorgeous and they are sort of spread out. So I would highly recommend you get um, a, a rental car for, for Mallorca. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the small towns have this blend of mm -hmm. Roman culture with the Catholic Arab, culture, yeah. Arabs, the Middle Ages. Yeah. Like it's all blended in these small towns. And yeah. They're all still intact. They haven't been yeah. destroyed. And it's just really, really amazing yeah, experience. Definitely. Um, but we'll definitely subscribe to our channel because we're going to go into that in a later episode for sure. Next thing we did is we flew back to the... Um, oh, by the way, Mallorca and Menorca are on the eastern side of Spain. Mm -hmm. So we're off the eastern coast mm -hmm. near um, Barcelona. So after that, we flew into Valencia. Mm -hmm. And we spent a day in Valencia. And Valencia was... To me, one of my biggest surprises of Spain, because mm. I was shocked at how beautiful it was, yeah. how the people were, and how mm -hmm. really um, the culture of that city is great. Yeah. It would be a great place to live. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. Um, and there, that's a beautiful place to walk around. It's very walkable, for sure. I mean, it does take you some time, but um, it's very well connected. And it it just has so much to offer from the club scene and bars and all that, you know, gastronomy to the history and sightseeing and museums. Um, and we only spent one night there. Could have easily spent three days at least uh, checking it out. But uh, we only did one night. And it is one of those cities where you can do in a day. Um, yeah, it is. It yeah. is for sure. Um, but yeah, you it's could beautiful. do more than that. But do at least one day. If if you got to move on, that's fine. But you got to yeah. do at least one day. Also, one thing that we did in almost every city in Spain was check out their free tours. 
and they are, you know, you just show up to the location. You should probably look into RSVPing because they do fill up and you just tip the 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 tour uh, guide afterwards and it's a, a great way to see the city and see all the big places, the big important places in each city. So we did that in Valencia as soon as we got to the city. Yeah, and if you Google or you look at TripAdvisor's free tours, mm -hmm. I think, um, you can RSVP there. And usually they meet at like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. Yeah. at some main area plaza, in the city right. plaza and they'll tour the old town for yeah. you. Um, and they have Spanish and English tours. Yes, usually. exactly. Good yeah. point. Um, okay. Oh, and before we go further to now that you bring that up, I want to talk about getting around Spain too. Yeah. Super, super easy to get around Spain. Um, you can train pretty much from any city to any city right. and you can fly any, any city to yeah. any city. And there's the, like the regular buses, like the coach buses, but there's also the trains and those are a great option to travel within Spain. Yeah. So we flew from Madrid to Menorca Island. Then we flew from Menorca Island to Mallorca Island. Then we flew from Mallorca Island to, to Valencia. Valencia. And then we took a train from Valencia to Barcelona. Barcelona exactly. Um, one tip in... So the time it takes, you can fly pretty much anywhere in Spain within one to two hours from the West Coast to the right. East Coast. If you're going around, I recommend do a combination of trains and planes. Yeah. Um, the trains are cheaper, but not by much. I think they're still like 60 euro. I can't even remember. Yeah. I think... But yeah. the reason why we wanted to fly, especially from one coast to the other, was to save us time uh, because it would take a whole eight to ten hours to drive, for example, from Barcelona to Santiago de Compostela, which is on the other side of the country. Um, so we just really wanted to maximize our time. And that's why we did a combination of buses uh, or trains for shorter distances, but then airplane to longer distances. Yeah, and uh, the trains are about $60 US, depending on where you're going. The flights are usually a little over $100 US, mm -hmm. um, but some are less and some are more. Um, so either way is very manageable and very yeah, doable. Yeah. Um, so we took a train from Valencia to Barcelona. And Barcelona, I'm sure you heard of, and it's an amazing, amazing city to visit. Yeah. Um, how many nights do they need in Barcelona? I would say three nights is fair if you want to check out just the city itself. We also did some neighboring cities around Barcelona, but the city is humongous and it has, again, a lot of places that you definitely want to check out, like Parkwell, um, the, the Ramblas, the, maybe the beach if you want to check that out, even though we did the beaches in the island, so we didn't really have to do that, but... There is that option. So there's so much to see because Barcelona is on the coast and, you know, has just a great variety of things to do. Yeah. So we actually spent four nights there, which I think was enough time for sure. Yeah, well, for sure. Uh, to be honest, we spent four nights, but we actually spent <laughs> an extra fifth night because we missed our flight out. Um, yeah. Maybe it's that's another that. story. <laughs> but yeah. The first time ever missing a flight, but it was worth it because I was able to get Sagrada Familia with my drone. So if you guys check, check out our out. YouTube and Instagram, we'll have that on our page there. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, three, four nights is enough. And maybe you can take, you know, half a day or a full day to go to another place um, like Montserrat or uh, what's just another city that we went to? Yeah. Montserrat for sure is something you got to do if you're in Barcelona. It's a day trip. Tarragona is the other city that we went to. Yeah. And Tarragona also is a day trip. So we, we basically had two full days in Barcelona, mm -hmm. 
three if you count the missed flight. Um, and then two, two day days. trips mm-hmm. to Tarragona and to Montserrat. Yeah. And we still got back with enough time to walk around and go have dinner and drinks and things like that. So know that you can also, you know, have a little bit of both in one single day. Yeah, and both those day trips, you can book a train and go straight to the areas as well. Montserrat is a little bit easier. You can actually book a tour if you want. But um, really just taking the train there, getting there, getting an audio guide tour, I think was, yeah. was perfect. Um, okay, so at least two full nights or two day, full days in Barcelona, mm-hmm. and then you got your two day trips. Um, after Barcelona, we decided to fly across the country yeah. from East Coast to the very West Coast to Santiago de Compostela. This is sort of a rare gem. It's really isolated in Spain. It's not something that you would kind of just um, encounter, you know, along the way of anything. It is out of the way. You have to make a concerted effort yeah, to get there. Yeah, especially if you're in the center of Spain or, you know, on the coast. Um, but it's, I mean, I, I personally loved Santiago de Compostela. It has so much history and it's really cozy because it's much cooler than the rest of Spain. So it's raining constantly in this part of the country. Um, the language that they have there, Gallego, um, this mix of Spanish and Portuguese, um, the food, the pilgrimage, you know, you have all these people coming in the whole day that you see them with their back packs you know finishing their journey in this city so it's you know that spiritual component as well so santiago de compostela so do you want to tell them it's very religious sort of area Well, the the history i mean not so much now i would say um but it does have a very rich catholic history where um santiago one of the apostles of jesus is supposed to be buried in this city so throughout the Middle Ages, people would go um, take a pilgrimage to the city and almost kind of like even die there. You know, back in the Middle Ages, people didn't re- live uh, so long. So this was like a very special moment for them to end their lives at this holy place. And people are still doing that pilgrimage, you know, a thousand years later or more than that. Um so it does have that component of spirituality. It also has a lot of legend and a lot of like the dark history, um, which is something that we also learn in one of those free tours. Highly recommended. Um, the food and oh my god, the music there is phenomenal. This influence of the uh, Celtic Celtic culture that is really close to Ireland. There, you know, that's part of their history there too. It's just you know enchanting. Yeah, and um, if. And let me backtrack a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. So there, in Spain, you know, you see Spain, you think everybody's Spanish, but it's actually very, very diverse and almost oh, yeah. broken into oh, yeah. these smaller little cultures. You, right. I'm sure many of you have heard of the Catalonian culture, which is on the northeastern side, like yeah. Barcelona. They consider themselves more Catalonian than they do Spanish. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, when you go to Santiago de Compostela, they speak Galician, mm-hmm. which is like a half, which is a language be- mixed between Spanish and Portuguese. And it, they consider themselves, you know, Galician in a way. And the music there is very different. The culture is very different. Yeah, I mean, each each region of Spain has its own ingrained culture that goes back, you know, to thousands of years ago because they were kingdoms, right? And they were just sort of like forced to be united. Um, so it's very diff- very interesting to see those differences for sure. Yeah. And so it is out of the way, but it's totally worth it, yeah. I think. And um, there's a lot of there's a lot of other history and culture there, which we'll talk about 
in, when we do the Santiago episode. But really, really amazing city. And what's cool is, although it's kind of out of the way, because it's still only like a one or two hour flight, it's mm-hmm. not really that far out of the way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and like you said, it's totally worth it. I would highly suggest uh, taking a flight there if you are on the other side of the country so that you save up time. Um, otherwise, it would be a really long drive to Santiago. Yeah, or train ride. Yeah, exactly. Um, so two nights, I think, is fine for Santiago de Compostela. It's one of those cities where you can really it's, deep dive. It's and... small. Yeah, it's intimate enough. It's very walkable as well. You can walk everywhere there, um, especially the middle, the medieval part of town because it is a little bit bigger. But, you know, you just stay in what's the main part of the city. And that's definitely doable in two days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next place we went to was San Sebastian. And we flew from Santiago de Compostela to San Sebastian. The train ride would have been about 11 hours, so we decided to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, San Sebastian, is, and we enter another different area of Spain. It's the Basque country. Yeah. They speak Basque language there. And it's just a very, again, different culture than what right. you see on the West right. Coast, the East Coast, the South, or the Central. Yeah, exactly. And this is also a very beautiful city because it is on the northern coast. So there's a lot of beaches. Um, basically, the whole tourism there is, you know, attached to the, the beach culture there. Um, also, a lot of delicious food, the pinchos, which are very similar to the tapas. And um, yeah, also a city that you can sort of walk to, especially if you stay in that part of town. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, and San Sebastian is actually one of the most beautiful cities, too. The it has a beautiful beach, like you said, and then it has the Mount Urgul, mm-hmm. which is actually where San Sebastian was originally founded, and has a giant Christ statue up there, kind of like you see in Rio. In Rio, right. Um, and you can overlook all of San Sebastian and the beautiful beaches there. Um, really, really beautiful area. And we... we the people that we met and we saw there, they just seemed like really happy. Mm-hmm. We even heard this one lady talking to someone else and saying how she had lived in many different parts of the world, but San Sebastian yeah, was, was her, her favorite, favorite place. Yeah. And I only, I only feel like we really started to touch the, the very tip of the tip of the iceberg of, of the joy and the happiness that I think people yeah, have in seeing San Sebastian. It's a, it's a great lifestyle for sure. And I think, you know, being part of that beach culture adds a lot of happiness to that, right? Um, we were there like three nights, uh, four nights, four nights, and it did feel like an extended time, but it was really great because we got sort of to like slow down from all the fast traveling that we were doing, but it's definitely doable in two, two days, I would say. Yeah. If you're on the fast track two days. Yeah. And if you want to spend some extra time, that's a great place. They do. They have more Michelin star restaurants than any, uh, per capita than any other city in the world in yeah. San Sebastian. So also very good food there. Um, very meat-centric food, not as much vegetarian food. I mean, that's all of Spain, pretty much. I'm vegetarian, so that's always a little bit of a headache trying to find something that, you know, is vegetarian. But, I mean, food is delicious anyway. Um, just know that, yeah, all over Spain, it's a lot of bread, a lot of cheese, and a lot of meat. Yeah, and so if you're doing a, you know, three-and-a-half-week trip to Spain, mm-hmm. you don't want to be fast-tracking everywhere because you actually can get tired and burn yeah, out. So yeah. this is a good place to sort of slow, slow it down, down, spend some yeah. extra days. I mean, anywhere it would be. Maybe not the bigger cities like Madrid or Barcelona, but, like, these smaller towns just have very, you know, that slowed-down pace of life. And while there, we were we also decided to take a trip to 
is it Castelguche, Castelgache, yeah. which is actually where they filmed um, Game of Thrones. And then we also went to Burgos. So if you want to talk a little bit more about that. We went that. to Bilbao. Yes, not Burgos, I'm sorry, Bilbao. Yeah. Um, yeah, so day trip. So when you're in San Sebastian, day trip to Bilbao is great. And then just north of Bilbao, about an hour, is mm-hmm. where Dragonstone from Game of Thrones um, takes place. And we visited that and we have a fun little video <laughs> to put on YouTube and Instagram about yeah. that. Um, and then also, we didn't go to Burgos, but that's a good place to visit too. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. talk about Burgos? Yeah, Burgos is also very beautiful. I haven't been there. I really wanted to make it out, but it was just out of the way. Um, and it's a medieval city. It has castles and just very enchanting as well with its history. But unfortunately, it was out of the way for us. It would have been too much driving. And so we just, just decided to go to Bilbao and check out the Guggenheim Museum there. And then the last place, but certainly certainly not the least. And <laughs> the reason sure. the reason we went there on this time was because of the festival that was happening. That's the Festival San Fermin, which is the, the running of the Pamplona. bulls yeah. in Pamplona, Spain. Um, and what a great way to end the Spain trip, you know, seeing this very renowned festival where, you know, people from all walks of life, from all over the world, unite to experience this very unique tradition in Spain. Yeah, and two things really struck me about Pamplona. One was the running of the bulls wasn't just a bunch of, like, idiots who were just (laughs) running with bulls. Yeah. What we actually learned, it was, in a way, a deeply, almost spiritual experience for some people. Yeah. There's some people there that they don't just run in Pamplona, they run in different areas where they have running of the bulls, and they do this year in, year out, and they've done it for... 5, 10, 15, 20, even 30 years. Um, and it's this, you know, you meet some people who love to do rock climbing and maybe right. it's dangerous, but they do it. Or they want right. to climb Everest and it's dangerous, they do it. Or right. they do, you know, crazy, what we see is maybe crazy things or dangerous things. Um, but for them, it's an escape. Yeah, and it's, it's therapeutic for some of them. Yeah, for sure. It's therapeutic and it's a way for them to sort of connect and get to this deeper zone, this deeper yeah. level that nothing else can yeah. give them. Right. And that's why they do it every right. year. Yeah. And I mean, as an observer, and you know, we were watching from a balcony, you feel this adrenaline rush. I cannot just imagine how they feel when they, when they see that humongous big bull right behind them and they have to sort of avoid it um, and, you know, make their way out or even sometimes make their way in because some of them actually want to be in front of the bull. So it's just really interesting to see the extremes um, during that festival for sure. Yeah, it's that sort of staring staring down danger that sort of puts everybody into this deeper state and the running of the bulls happens every single morning uh starts july 7th Mm -hmm. i think and lasts for a week and the the actual run only takes two minutes yeah it's very short yeah but during that two minutes you have just tens of thousands of people just they're watching on big screens or they're watching for balconies or they're running and just like everybody's attention just focused on this and it's so intense but communal at the same yeah. time like everybody wants everybody to make right. it through and everybody's so intently focused yeah. it's just it's just this amazing feeling and experience even, yeah. a, even as an observer right um that i didn't think was going to be like that when i was there yeah i mean you go with certain expectations certain beliefs you know especially as americans in regards to animals and we'll talk more about this in our other po- podcast but it's really worth talking about because we come in with our own th- thinking and when you see these other perspectives, it just, you know, gives you a more balanced approach 
to something that you are not even aware of, you know, something you don't even know, and we come with our judgment. So it's definitely very enlightening. Yeah, it's one of those things where you realize you have to experience it and see it from their point of view to really understand it. Like any cultural experience, right? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, great way to end um, our Spain trip. It it is a week-long party, and they party hard that day and night. Um, We did it for, what, two nights? Yeah, so, well, the party thing, that was that's what the second thing that was really sort of shocking to me. Because when you think of long parties and drinking, you think of maybe like a Coachella or something like yeah. that, where it's like a bunch of young 18 to 30-year-olds yeah. or 25-year-olds partying. But this was like, there were families Family, there, there were little, old, really old people, little kids, and everybody got along. It yeah. wasn't, you didn't feel like, oh, why are old people here? Why this right. it just It just felt like a giant yeah. family there. We're all having fun together. Yeah. Which I had never really experienced. Right. And it, it is a family friendly. I mean, there are a lot of drunks and, you know, a lot of people drinking and everything, obviously. But Dustin and I are not he- heavy drinkers. So we were able to, you know, really experience it fully in our senses, which is, you know, great because we, we wanted to enjoy it as much as possible with, you know, the limited time that we had. But it's definitely a big party. It's seven days long. If you can last that long partying every night. Uh, but we did it in two nights, and it was—I think it was great. Yeah, t- we two nights. We pro- maybe could have done it one more if mm-hmm. you. We didn't. I didn't actually run. We didn't run. Yeah. We, we watched it from two different areas. Um, if you're there in the third or fourth night, then you probably could run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, two nights is fine. A week long is for sure that you have to really be into it and love it to right. last more than three or four yeah. days there. Especially I think. if you're staying up late, waking up early to watch it. It definitely will take a toll on your body after a couple of days. Yeah. So if you're so that's why we planned it the way we did. Um, so you guys, if you're going a different time period, you could go it, you know, different ways, but we wanted to be in Menorca on June 24th mm-hmm. for their festival. And we wanted to be in Pamplona sometime during the, right. uh, running of the bulls, yeah. not opening weekend. I heard that's even more crowded. So we right. tried to go a little bit, few days after that. Right. Um, but that, believe it or not, took up three and a half weeks. And, and now I think you can see why we were not able to go to Southern part of Spain. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... Spain is such a beautiful country in so many different ways, from the people to the food to the history to the legacies to the traditions. So much to see and appreciate. Um, so these are some of the cities that we checked out, and hopefully you'll enjoy them as much as we did. Thank you so much, and we hope you go to Spain and have a great time. Tell us, if you do, in the comments below what you loved and did not love about Spain. Yeah, and check out our upcoming podcast with more details. Yeah, we're going to do deep dives into every single city we just talked about. So check those out when we come out with it. Adios. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Please leave us a review wherever you are listening to this. If it's iTunes, if it's Spotify, if it's YouTube, wherever else, please leave us a lovely review and we would greatly, greatly appreciate it.